It's time to raise the roof for our latest regular season episode. Welcome back, everyone, to this latest episode of Raise the Roof. We apologize for the inconsistency in episodes over the last couple of weeks. We're going to try to get back into a more normal schedule coming up. Uh, I am going to be going back home for a couple of days uh, from where I currently am, so uh, that might cause some some issues here and there, but we're going to do our best to try to make things as frequent as possible. Um Unfortunately, we're recording this on a day where the Rays did not look good on the field or looked good at times, and then other times looked absolutely atrocious. They ended up losing to the worst team in baseball to start out their series against the Kansas City Royals, which I believe is the first time that they've lost a series opener at home. If I'm second. second. Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday was the first. Oh, yeah. The, uh, which, yeah shouldn't even count. That, should, that shouldn't even count because it's a two-game series. It's lame. But, yeah, yeah. But, but it's still a series. So two straight series now with a series loss. It, or sorry, with, with a series opening loss, which isn't ideal. But what are you going to do? Uh, Evan's on the podcast for the first time in a while. Evan, how are you doing? I know. Not, not good after tonight. That was pathetic. Pathetic loss. But I'm doing good other than tonight. Doing well. Um but I'm excited to talk about tonight, and honestly, quite frankly, the last week and a half about this team. It's been a it's been a very very weird baseball, and also it's good timing with this because of the news that we got today about Wander Franco. Uh, if you guys didn't see what happened with that, we will talk about it a little bit more. Uh, he was suspended or won't be playing. Didn't didn't play tonight. Probably won't play tomorrow uh, because of. Uh, just mishandling stuff, immaturity as a 22-year-old, things like that. It stemmed from him getting pissed off uh, after, what was it, uh, yesterday's game against mm-hmm. uh, against the Orioles. Something happened in the dugout. Uh, he got pissed off with his bat. I'm sure did one of those things where, you know, try to break his bat against something. Um, and, and are, are we going to get into this now or do you want to wait? I mean, we, we can get into it now, to be honest. I, I mean – Look, I, it's a weird thing just because I don't we don't know much. We don't know what he did. We don't know exactly what was the environment, what he was like in the in the clubhouse. But I, I don't blame him for being a little bit pissed off because his numbers are good. Like he's a great hitter, but he hits the ball so hard so often and I don't know. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't seem like he he all it seems like he always hits the ball, ball so hard at somebody. And as a 22-year-old who's trying to live up to, I don't even know if this is a word, but unlivable expectations, it seems like, I don't blame him for getting a little bit pissed off. Um, and, I mean, the decision, I, I guess I'm not in a place to kind of judge if it was a right decision because, one, I don't know, and, two, I'm not in there the clubhouse with them. I'm not in Cash's position, so I don't want to really say something one way or the other because I just don't know. But... It, it's one of those frustrating things because we definitely could have used him tonight. Pro- I, I mean, I feel like we probably would have won the game if he he was there tonight. But it, it, it's it's also one of those things where I think it's kind of getting a little blown out of proportion. It's like it's two games. I mean, when Topkin tweeted breaking and I saw Franco in the first line, I was like, holy shit, is he like injured or out for the year or something like like Because I saw it on my phone. I got the banner notification that he tweeted that. I was like, oh, my God gosh like what happened like what happened to him and then it was just that i was like is that really worth breaking news uh topper had his revenge game today i mean that, that was that, that, was that story just... earlier in the year about him being undisciplined and being a little childish at times it, man's was man's was riding high it, it, it was definitely just an i told you so tweet like it, it worked <laughs> he's not I wrong mean, he, I, I, guess, I guess he wasn't wrong i guess no, he was not it, wrong I agree with what I agree with what you're saying. You know, Babbitt luck has definitely been a thing. Like, there's no way that that hasn't been a thing with him. And I'm sure he's pissed off the hell about it. Uh, and, and as we were talking about, I mean, the expectations of being baseball's number one prospect two years running. Um, you know, that's a Which lot. He's, that's a lot that weighs on a kid, especially a kid who's twenty. And not many, not many players have done that. Yeah, right. That's a very, very selective list that has yeah, been number one prospect two years in a row. There's only been like four or five guys in total. One of them was Harper, I remember. Um, I don't know the other couple guys. Obviously, one of them was Franco, too. Uh, but, <clears> you know, that's really, really, really tough expectations for a 20-year-old uh, making it, you know, coming up to the major leagues to have. Not only that, but he also got a major extension uh, yeah. over the last, you know, year, year and a half. That was nearly $200 million. That, again, 
it's a lot that you're putting on someone who is expected to be the face of a franchise for a while. However, I also think it's important that, you know, again, he's a young kid, but these are teachable moments for a young kid. Immaturity happens when you're young. That's just, you know, the nature of life that it, you make stupid mistakes and you do stupid things when you're younger. We've all been, we've all been there. Like exactly. I mean, we're, we've all done stupid things that we probably wish we could have taken back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that, that, are, I mean, these are it's good. It, I think it's good that people do that because it, you learn from not to get into like a life episode here, but I mean, Pete, you learn from raise the roof. I mean, it's, it's good to make those mistakes, obviously not the severe, severe mistakes and the irretractable or irreplaceable mistakes, but those stupid mistakes when you're young, everybody does it. I'm I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to judge wander at all for doing that. I'm not, don't want to do that at all because I would be a hypocrite if I did, because I've done that. I'm sure you have, I'm sure we all have done stupid things that we regret. But, and it is a teachable moment. However, and I know I just said, I don't want to judge what Cash did. did. I'm asking this purely as a question, not to like slight anybody. Did that have to end up in a game, I guess, quote unquote suspension? Because it's like, couldn't, is that not just like a sit up, sit downable thing where you could. Well, he never like, said hey. suspension. It was, it, I don't think he ever said specifically suspension. It, oh. um, uh, it, it was more, I, I guess I'm saying what you said. But like I, I guess I'm we all know it's basically because it is that it is a suspension basically. Yeah, yeah. Without it's, like, it's I, I said it as a joke on Twitter, but it's him being put in the timeout chair. It is. I mean, it quite, is. quite, quite literally. And you know, again, immaturity is something that can be fixed. And I think I understand that maybe for some people to see Cash speak out about this definitely can be jarring at times. I know. Back in the day, if we're going to try to compare this to a situation, BJ Upton is a situation to compare it to because, my goodness, were there times when he played where he was as lazy as ever um, going after, uh, you know, balls in the outfield and things like that. And, and you know, I don't know if, if Ray's manage, um, you know, Ray's management, the, the coaches, whatever it is, spoke out about it. I know the fans definitely spoke out about it, but. I'm sure that people can, you know, are probably a little bit like, why the hell is Cash saying this to the public instead of trying to keep this internal? That That's my thing with it. I think it totally could have been, I, I guess I'm going to sound like a hypocrite just because I don't think that it really warranted a game suspension. I agree. I think it could have been handled just internally. Be like, like I have a sit down with him and have a stern talking to him. I don't know. I, I, I and I guess I can't say that just because I don't know the severity of it, but. Well, also, I think it's the point of, like, you know, Wander's not untouchable here. Like, if he makes a mistake, even though he is the golden boy, the guy who's, you know, has all the expectations on him, he is not exempt from these sort of things. So I wonder if that's, you know, if Cash was trying to, and I'm sure he probably was as a teaching moment, showing it to the rest of the team that, you know, if he's not safe, no one else is safe with this. So, you know, we need to make sure that we're handling our maturity in different ways and 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 handling failure in different ways. Because, again, baseball is a game of failure. The best hit, uh, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care if it's a cliche, but the best hitters, um, you know, get get hits three out of every ten at-bats. And so Arias, it's a game of failure by default. Arise is hitting, getting a hit four times in every ten at-bats, and that's, like, never been Still heard failure. of in June. Yeah, and and that hasn't been heard of in June in like forever. So yeah. yeah, I mean, baseball, I mean, just, I mean, like every other sport, like basketball is like hockey is like football is it's like, I mean, basketball, you don't make every shot. Basketball, a good shooter is like 40%. It's yeah. it's incredibly it's, tough to be successful in sports. That's why they get paid so much. And that's why they're so good at it because it's the name of the game. But, but yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I think one, I think the wonder thing it's going to get blown out of proportion. It's I think it's really not that big of a deal. I don't think it's worth a breaking tweet right there that pissed me off. I was like, dude, that was you can't do that. But but yeah, I mean, I guess I'm glad to I'm glad I, I guess I'm glad that we have something else to talk about than this dumb game that happened tonight. Yeah, um, and before we get into that, I do want to say a um, couple quick things. I know we just talked about the wonder thing, but just things off the top. If you guys haven't used our SeatGeek link, $20 off your first purchase of $30 or more using code Raise the Roof. 
We also have our In the Clutch link that's going to continue on indefinitely. 10% off all orders all the time. They also have free shipping going on all the time. Use code raise the roof at checkout, R-A-Y-S, for both. Uh, save yourself some money. Help us out in the process. Uh, in the Clutch has been making some really, really great shirts. A lot of raised designs. I think they almost have 20 at this point. So you guys have plenty of stuff to choose from. Uh, if you want to go rep the America's Ballpark shirts, I know that that's one that a lot of people have loved. Make sure you get that. Uh, we helped create. We helped create that. I'm not, you know, I want more people. Do, to share it to six do they say? Do, do they, they say we helped create that, right? I mean, that, I mentioned it in the tweet, but I like, I like, I reached out to them directly, and I was like, "Can can we do this design?" And they were like, "Yeah, nice, <laughs> yeah, it's a six that's design. perfect." That's yeah, perfect. so make sure you take advantage of both of those. Uh, it helps us out in the process. Also, um, thanks to uh, a follower of of ours, and I want to shout him out um, on Twitter. He reached out to us today, um, just on you know off Twitter. Uh, Joe uh, at at Jones, you know, uh, TKJ is his Twitter name. He actually um, unfortunately won't be making the game on Saturday, but he had a pair of tickets that he wanted us to give away to you guys. So we have a free pair of race tickets to give away for Saturday's game, which is the Randy Rosarena soccer jersey giveaway. Great game to go to, without a doubt. I believe the tickets are in the outfield, section 145. So great seats. You're going to get a great game. Uh, hopefully it'll be a great game for the Rays. Um, and you also get a free giveaway as well. So we are going to post that um, once this podcast comes out tomorrow. So we're, so we're recording this Thursday night. On Friday, we're going to actually have the giveaway uh, and have everything going, and we'll announce a winner before, uh, well before Saturday's game, probably early in the morning uh, on Saturday. So stay tuned for that. And also, uh, thanks to TKJ for uh, the tickets. We really, really appreciate it, and we appreciate you reaching out to us so that we can give a couple Rays fans a good uh, day at the ballpark on Saturday. Um, moving on, we have to. Hopefully, it's a better game than it was tonight. So what? Hopefully it's a better game on Hopefully. Saturday than it was tonight. Hopefully. Uh, and thank God the Rays did not get walked off because Wake Forest got walked off. And boy, that hurt that too. Yeah. That would have been rough. <laughs> but yeah, we move on. Tommy Tanks is a goat. That's all I want to say. Uh, what? No words? <laughs> no, I'm whatever. I just, <laughs> it's, it's good for you that two SEC teams are in it, I guess. No, but, I don't really care. Do you, do you have Wake ties? No, I was just cheering for them because they're North Carolina school. But makes sense. No, I didn't. I didn't have really any ties to any school. But I mean, I had Virginia. My mom went to Virginia. But there's they, also very, very obvious ties to the school that we both went to. Yeah, and that died hard. <laughs> to an unreal Wake team, too. I can't believe. I can't believe Wake lost. But that was like a four and a half hour delay for that for that Maryland game, and I stayed up until like. I stayed up until like midnight or like 1 a.m. Central time for that just to watch them lose like 21 to 6. It sucked. Yeah, whatever. It's not worth it. But whatever. we it's still, it's still cool to see them. But with all that said, let's go into tonight's game because we have to. The Rays lost 6-5 to the, to the Royals, who are currently the worst team in baseball. Not what we intended at all to see. With Shane on the mound. Series, but, you know, it's – that's the that's the way of the world. Baseball happens like that. It's a weird sport. Shit like that happens all the time. Uh, the Rays were down. So what? They took a 2-0 lead. Uh, Kansas City came back, scored twice, hit a home run to go up 3-2. The Rays scored three runs. Uh, I believe in the seventh inning, Randy Rosarena with a two-run uh, single. I believe he had three RBI tonight. Yeah. Uh, and then the Royals tied it up in the top of the eighth. Uh, took the lead in the top of the ninth, and the Rays couldn't get it done in the bottom of the ninth. Like, I'm sorry, that, that that loss tonight is inexcusable. The fact that we were at multiple runs on two separate occasions against the worst team in the MLB and lost is you cannot do that as the best team in the MLB. Um, more, more particularly, Jason Adams been much better recently. I'm not here to shit on him per se he he honestly looked good tonight however his pitch selection no idea what the hell he was doing because he he gave up three hits and one walk in the top of the eighth and when when they came back and tied it 
Those three hits were all with two strikes. And all I don't think it's not a single one of them got to a full count. So he was never forced to throw it in the zone. Two of them were on a one-two count. And the first one was on a two-two count. And the ball that was in play was right in the zone. Like, I'm sorry, that, why? You're, you're up, you're up one, two to two of these guys and you throw a pitch right down the middle. I, like, I, I just, I do not, it wasn't right down the middle, but it was firmly in the zone. I don't understand that at all. The pitch selection was awful in that inning. No idea what they were doing. And it, and it was against the bottom of the order too. The bottom of the order against the worst team in the league. And we let the eighth hitter have a home run and a, and three RBI night. And like that's just inexcusable, I think. Yeah. The ninth inning was the ninth inning was kind of a fluke. Just I mean, Pete honestly did a hell of a job to almost get out of that, but and the RBI was really cheeky and one of those things where it's just like it happens, it's baseball, but that was just a bad play overall. It's really, I mean, no other way you can describe it. Also, pretty sure the Royals had seven steals tonight. You're probably not going to win games if you give up that many stolen bases, which means that all seven of those stolen bases resulted in guys going into scoring position, giving the Royals more opportunities to score. And they more than took advantage of that in this game. So not really the best look uh, for the Rays because the bullpen's been shaky recently. They are tied for the most blown saves in baseball. I understand that. I think a lot of those have been coming way more recently because they've been playing a lot of close games. The bullpen has been, uh taxed i'll say that to say the least uh, i mean it's been it's been really really rough recently uh with just the amount of games that they played them coming off of that crazy ass road trip uh and having the extra off day in boston but then you know that being a forced extra off day um and then them having to play a number of games straight and it just doesn't seem like it seems like they're still recovering from that right now, especially in recent weeks and recent and games. I, like, I get, I get, I totally understand that you have to be cautious with Shane. I totally understand that. I, I just don't get why you pulled him today. He, he, he was. I've never seen a player so adamant that they were okay on the mound. I, I get that that he has a competitor in him and, and that he wants to play no matter what he's going through. But I think that was different just in terms of how how much he was like, no, I'm fine. I don't have to come out of this game. And, and of course, he gets taken out. I mean, the other, the other thing like, that's weird is, is that I, I he, just, I he don't had know two outs in the fourth inning. Like, you know, if you're going to take him out, you can take him out after the half inning. Plus, plus Topkin came, Topkin tweeted after the game. It was like, I think he was dealing with a back thing before the game. It's like, if he's dealing with that, then don't pitch him at all. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, what what what's what's like he tw- I will pull up the tweet, but he tweeted I do remember seeing that. I don't know if it was from him or from Tresha or Steve or Neil or whomever said it, but um yeah, I definitely did see that. It was a little bit peculiar. He, I guess they didn't want to mess up his well, I mean, it's not like that would have mattered anyways because even if he, you know, didn't pitch and he messed up his starting routine, if he's not fully healthy to pitch, it doesn't seem smart unless he, it doesn't make any he sense because he tweeted like he was okay. He, he tweeted an an hour ago, so after the game ended, the Rays cash said they hope McClanahan is okay with treatment. Back had been an issue before last start, so like mm-hmm. if it had been an issue to where it was the point where it was cautious, then don't start him. And what's the difference between the back the back discomfort then than it was at the middle of the game? I, I that that doesn't make any sense to me at all. If he's if he if you're going to be that cautious during the game, then don't allow for him to start if he's already has discomfort before the game. I think I because, mean I mean I mean I mean that makes a lot of sense. Like I blow it doesn't. I mean it, no wonder why our bullpen is always so taxed. I like I like I I don't feel bad for cash at all, and not in terms of this situation, but like in terms of pulling pitchers early, which I'm not blaming him for. But at the same time, I don't feel bad that he has a tax bullpen when it's like, oh, maybe you should probably let your starters go a little bit further into games than our bullpen wouldn't be so taxed. But also, I think it's the other thing of, you know, look at the amount of injuries that the Rays have had in recent years with starting pitching, which has become a formality almost. And it's been really, really unfortunate, but it is a formality. I mean, with already, you know, with with two guys, two major starters, one on the, you know, one on the IL until 2024 at the earliest. 
And the other one is going to be on the IL until August or September. Uh, and you just brought up Glass now, and Glass now hasn't looked razor sharp since he's come back, um, which which sucks. But you know, hopefully he'll. The more that he just gets used to stuff, considering the fact that you know before Tommy John and all that, uh, you know he's only had two starts really since 2021, I guess 2022. No, yeah, yeah, 2021. He's only. He had the two starts in 2022, but he really didn't pitch that much in 2021 either. And now he's thrown. He, he's he's had a few outings, but still getting back into it. He's definitely not at that 100% level yet. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot of – I think cash is – I think it's – while it's annoying to not see guys go further, it's better for them to be overly cautious than not be cautious uh, uh, yeah, with I mean- situations like this. I get it. It's just, it, it's, I, I guess it's, a, I guess the thing, the thing that I'm frustrated with, it's like, it's a give and take there. However, it doesn't really matter if we're cautious because they get injured anyways. That's, that's the thing that I'm like, yeah, it's like, if we didn't have starting pitching injuries and cash did that, it's like, fine, it's working. I get like, don't tax them too much. However, we have starting pitching injuries every year and multiple times a year yet. He still doesn't. And, and no, it doesn't seem like it does anything, which that's when I'm frustrated. No, I completely understand that. I, I, I mean, it, it's annoying. It's more, I think it's a combination of both annoyance and frustration with the situation because, you know, the, the Rays are, I, I feel like they're stretched thinner than most people realize. I understand they have reinforcements, but a lot of those reinforcements right now that they had are currently being used because of injuries sustained by other pitchers. I mean, Fleming's on the 60-day IL right now, if I'm not mistaken. He was transferred to that point. So Taj Taj wasn't even supposed to come up at this point, and now he's up. I'm sure that Ray's fan – I'm sure the front office is kicking themselves in the ass right now about the Nelson Cruz trade after John just threw that uh, complete game shutout today. And that would have been – I'm not – you know. I'm not trying to use that as like the Ray shouldn't have done it or whatever. They tried to do something – I think we all thought it was a good idea at the time, and we all tried to be optimistic about it. It didn't work out. But, you know, that's a guy that I'm sure that they wish they could have had and they, you know, currently right now. Uh, so, and then Yanni's up. I know he'll probably be up for the foreseeable future because – And he's, someone... that's, he should. Like, like he should be – like, he's better than – he's been better than Fleming was. That's that's another thing. It's like it, – like, I, I agree with you, like, Bradley probably wouldn't be in this position had Springs and Rasmussen not gotten injured. But look at what he has been. He's been the best. He's been the second best pitcher we have. I mean, Eflin, Eflin at home is the second best pitcher we have. However, Eflin on the road is awful. But I mean, Bradley has been awesome. Bradley has been so good. And I mean, it is weird because, and, and same thing with Yanni. It's like Yanni's another guy who probably should have been up anyways. Yeah, I, I think he is all he is also look I mean that that Sunday game against the Padres, no idea what Bethancourt was doing on that play. That that loss is not on Yanni. Yanni looked good. Bethancourt and Wander honestly kind of gave that game away and on that one play, but Torino's and Bradley should have been up anyways, I think. Yeah, I I, been I, so I mean I don't know about Bradley. I think that Yanni definitely should have been up earlier, and I'm glad that he's getting more of a chance because again, he's shown that. And I know maybe he's not as dominant as he was in 2018, 2019, but I still think that he's a really, really good pitcher um, when he's at his best. And I think even when he's just kind of like in the middle, he's still a very, very serviceable fifth starter, which I think a lot of teams wish they had that. And And I think a lot of that comes with confidence. Again, as these guys build back up their strength to where they were before, like Glassnow and Chirinos, and guys who are new to the scene like Taj, the more that they pitch, the more that they just get into games, the more outings that they accrue, the more the more that that confidence is going to rise. And I think we've, we've definitely seen that with Taj right now. Yeah. Is that it seems like he's pitching with confidence with the fact that the Rays are probably going to keep him up for the rest of the year, or at, at least for the foreseeable future. I think it's probably going to be for the rest of the year, but I don't know for sure. So I, I think with that, there's a comfortability knowing that he's not going to have to go down and he's not going to have to keep going back up from Durham. 
but there's also the other part, which is the, you know, just him being confident in himself, the more outings that he has, which is yeah. a really, really good sign moving forward for the Rays that they have that it just sucks because, you know, I, as, as much as I'm sure that we love seeing Taj be successful, we also lament the fact and, and we're, and we're, you know, disappointed by he's put in that situation because of the guys in front of him are no longer there because they got hurt. Yeah. So it's a give and take thing. It sucks. It is what it is. Uh, not the best way to start out the series for the Rays, but hopefully, you know, they have three more games in order to, you know, get this series back under control. Uh, they still have a series win um, well in the cards over the next three games. And we're going to discuss that. We're going to talk yeah, and- about the last week and a half or so, uh, you know, going through the rest of the road trip, uh, talking about the A series, talking about the Padre series, Actually, I think we might have already talked about the – definitely we're, we're at least going to mention the the end of the A-Series. We're going to talk about the Padres series, uh, the the Orioles series, uh, and the, uh, you know, the rest of the Royal series. I don't know if I'm missing yeah. I mean, series in there. Like you said, like it, it is a long series. We've still got three games left. It's just – and I don't, you don't typically expect to sweep a four-game series anytime. No. I mean, the race should sweep the Royals because – they're that bad i mean that's what good teams take care of business but it's just the way we lost tonight was unacceptable i think it's unacceptable to be up twice against the worst team in the major leagues at two different points in the game at home and lose in that fashion it's just it's not that's not acceptable from where we are as a team and going back last week i mean being two and three against the a's and the royals is not good at all and it's frustrating because, I mean, I would say both of those A's games, plus probably and both of the Padres games, and then tonight's games, I think that's, what, five, four of our last five losses, we could have easily won all four of those games. Other than the first game against the Orioles, which I guess we could have won that game too, but we were getting blown out, so I'm not going to – that doesn't count. But Yeah, it was, it was just a bad start, and the Rays were able to get hot at the right time to make it a game. I mean, the, like – it's just the, the these types of games are not you cannot do that they're pathetic honestly, and yeah I mean being up two runs with your two best bullpen arms against the worst team in the MLB including one of them going against the bottom of the order you have you have to lock that down, but I I definitely agree I hundred percent agree with what you're saying, um yeah so uh, we we have a lot of things to talk about. What I want to do is we're going to take a quick break. We're going to run our SeatGeek advertisement. Again, if you guys don't know, $20 off. I'm going to mention it again because I'm going to keep mentioning it because we're giving these deals to you guys because we want you guys to save money and we want you guys to enjoy a lot of great things going on. So $20 off your first purchase on SeatGeek using code RAISETHEROOF, R-A-Y-S, uh, at checkout. Also, uh, in the um, you know we don't have the end of clutch ad, but at least mentioning it here again. 10% off all orders moving forward uh, using code raise the roof at checkout. And you also get free shipping. That's not with the thing. They just have free shipping going on right now. So make sure to take advantage of that, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back on this latest episode of raise the roof. Hi everyone. Alex here with a quick word from our newest sponsor. SeatGeek. SeatGeek is your one-stop shop for tickets for everything from live theater and concerts to sporting events like Rays games. SeatGeek uses a color-coded scale to show you where the best deals are, with green being good and red being bad. If you haven't used SeatGeek before, we have a special deal just for you. Use code RAISETHEROOF, that's RAISE spelled R-A-Y-S, at checkout for $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. Again, that's code RAISETHEROOF for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Thanks so much to SeatGeek for sponsoring us, and let's get back to this latest episode of Raise the Roof. And we're back on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. So, like I said before the break, I wanted to get into talking about the last week and a half or so of Rays baseball. They finished up their road trip. It was a seven-game West Coast road trip. Uh, They played Oakland for four games. They played San Diego for the last three. They also were home for the last two nights previous to tonight, playing Baltimore in a two-game set. So going into the week uh, or going into the road trip, the Rays went three and four 
not great, but they they looked not great in the in the four games that they played against Oakland. To be honest, uh, they were able to split a series against them. Oakland had the reverse boycott game, which then Rob Manfred basically make fun made made fun of and was like, "Yeah, it's nice to see them put up league average attendance for one game." So fuck you, Rob Manfred. I don't really care if I say that on this podcast. You're a piece of shit. And uh, the athletics shouldn't be moving because their ownership is fucking garbage. But, uh, you know, is what it is there. We can't change it because the A's just want money in tourism. So is what it is there. Or I guess A's ownership wants money in tourism by going to Vegas. So uh, lose the first two games of the series, win the next two games of the series, win the opener against the Padres. Then Blake Snell decides to be good. He's been good recently for the Padres. Um, I am someone who likes to prey on the downfall of guys who get traded by the Rays. Mm, um, not probably not a good thing to do. Not there. In, there's definitely cases. Like I mean, Willie, you don't you like Willie, right? I'm in some. You know, I just like I just want the Rays. I mean, I mean, the Rays won that trade more or less. Or not won that trade, but at least got out even in that trade. Yeah, I, in like, trades where in trades where it looks worse, I want the Rays to win. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like that's I know true. they're never going to win the Nelson Cruz trade at this point. They they got no shot. <laughs> yeah, that never in a million. I mean, Fauche has been okay, but he'll never be like Joe Ryan is going to be. No, but um, no. But to start start off with that A series, we honestly should have lost three of those games. I mean, the last game, Deakman. No idea how he got out of that base loaded jam. I think in the bottom of the seventh or the bottom of the eighth. I forget. Yeah, but I forget. It's, base, been, it's been a bit. It's been a lot of headaches going on. I think it was the bottom of the seventh. But I mean, they had base. It was tie tie game. I another. I mean, Taj pitched unreal that game. He had twelve strikeouts. Unfortunately, couldn't even go five innings. But Taj he was unreal by the end of his outing. Like he, I mean, like just I, he was dealing, and then the wheels fell off immediately, yeah. and it was bad. It was it was just one of those it, it was one of those series where we had the first game. No, the first game we definitely should have lost. Um, I mean, Eflin might be the worst pitcher on the road. He is pathetic on the road. I don't know why, but he was terrible in that game, and we just we didn't really have a chance. I mean, Siri got us back in it with that three run home run, but I mean that second game. I think it was. What happened? Oh, it was that was the reverse boycott game. It was yeah, one of those yeah, series yeah, where we just could not. Run and then they and then they scored like a cheapo run late in the game, and the Rays couldn't find a way to win. And it's it was one of those series where we had so many opportunities, mostly in the second, mostly in the third and fourth game. And I know we won those games, but there, we had so many chances to break open those games, and we just never did. We just let them hang around, hang around, kind of like we what what happened tonight, honestly. Yeah, that's and a, that's a good indication good and good. unfortunately we lost because tonight we had plenty of chances in with the runners in scoring position awful base running sometimes but yeah that series against oakland was awful i mean it was a series tie but basically a serious loss and the series in san diego i know san diego is not that good but i wouldn't say that that was like an awful series loss because san diego's not that good quote-unquote yeah it, but like have, you know, they have several guys on their team. I understand yeah. maybe aren't playing that great, but Xander Bogarts is an all-star and an MVP caliber player. Machado's an MVP caliber player. Tatis is an MVP, you know, is an MVP caliber player. Cronenworth's been an all-star before. Like, you have Soto. guys. Soto's an MVP. Like, you know, like their lineup is probably lineup. the best lineup in the MLB. Not this year because Machado isn't doing very well. Tatis has been awesome, but Soto, Cronenworth, Machado had not been great, but that was one of those series where it was just like, huh, whatever. San Diego was a tough place to play. Um, I mean, Sunday we gave that game away. That, that was, was was a game. That the was a game. Wander we thing was won. bad. You know, like I'm not gonna lie. It, you know, what the hell was uh, Bethancourt doing? What the hell was he doing on that play? What like again? That's the you know that's that's him being young. He's trying to he's trying to make decisions on the fly. Trying to make you know. Like no 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 Bethancourt stay in whatever the hell it is but no Bethancourt when he went to second on that play like it was I think it was runners on the corners with one out and it was like a 
swinging bunt and he decided to go to second to try to get the lead runner there and it was like not it was not even close and then and to the try to throw home right yeah 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 yeah. it was both of them right, but it was too. mostly bethancourt because i had no idea what he was doing but i mean and that was another game where we had so many opportunities couldn't get the big hit and then we finally did ironically it was bethancourt and then Tatis just makes an unreal throw at home. So it was one that's another frustrating game. Also, I will say that brought up, I mean, that was one of now a number of plays that has gone under the um, you know, the 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 blocking of the plate rule, whether that's you know, whether that's enforced or not enforced. Yeah. Like uh, you know, there was, you know, the guy was in front of the plate. Uh they didn't call it that way. And then we've seen a number of calls. Over the last it's, couple days or so, you know, over the last week, uh, on that same sort of ruling, we're trying to figure out is what is that technically called catchers and is that catchers interference? Is that uh, that specific ruling or? I think that's yeah. I I mean, it's just blocking the plate. It's the it's the Buster it, rule. I didn't I didn't know if there was like a specific name to that rule, but nah, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just it's, whether a guy's blocking the plate or not. I mean, it's it's, it's exactly like, it's exactly like goalie interference in hockey. Like, there is no specific – like, whenever they replay it, it's like, I have no idea what they're going to call. There's yeah, no it's very, like, to up it, to what, the discretion whatsoever. of the umpire, I feel like, or or um the, the referee in order to make – Yeah, it it's – there's no – there's it's no black and white at all. It's like, it's like oh, I have zero idea what's going to happen on this play. Um, It's just extremely inconsistently called, and they have to – just like goalie interferences in hockey, it's – Ridiculous. I don't. I don't get how it's so. I don't know. I don't know because it does seem like there that happens more often than not. But yeah, no, I I agree with that. Um, I will say, you know, I understand Blake had a good game. I understand he gave up no runs. The Rays gifted him that game. I'm not gonna lie. They had terrible plate discipline in that game. Yeah, and I understand the umpiring wasn't great in that game from the home plate uh, side of things. But they were swinging at so many terrible pitches. I don't understand, you know, why they decided. To, I don't know if it was influenced by the umpire, whatever it was. But there's no way that he was that dominant in that game because he walked three guys and was definitely like felt the heat in numerous moments of that game. He was not. He was dominant by box score standards, but by actual standards of the game, the Rays gifted him many, many and- outs because they were swinging at bad pitches. And I mean, it, and plus, yeah, and not even, I mean, like, I don't want to shit on Snell. I like Snell, but it was classic Snell. I mean, he was awesome, but he went six innings. That's literally, I mean, that's the biggest issue with him. He throws a billion pitches. Usually, yeah, that, that was the thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, like he was dominant, but he still was working long counts. And, plus, you know, I said, and the race could have worked him and could have probably gotten him out before the sixth inning ended but like i said they were just really really bad plate discipline and plus the two runs they scored were so lame they were th- what, what what was it three straight bunts oh yeah the like, swing I mean, crap it was it was ridiculous it was like i i i i i like obviously baseball seasons are never 100% like i guess euphoric but like the last week and a half, I feel like the Rays have caught have haven't caught a single break. Like, no, it's been bad. <laughs> like I mean, also going back to the A series, I, I this is going to be more so of a question than like accusatory, because a lot of listeners are, listeners are going to not be happy, and I get that he's coming back from injury. But have we overrated Glass now, anyways? Because he was not good in that A's game many ways either that i think it's just i i really do think it's him getting back into things back? okay because i mean i mean you look at what he did at the start of 2021 he was a cy young candidate he he had a sub two era yeah. if I'm mistaken like he was dominant it's just in dominance he's also been injury prone which sucks like it's yeah. you know it's like aaron judge i don't want to say that because he's one of the best players in baseball but aaron judge is injury prone like, it's one of those things where if you pick up a stupid injury, like, those stupid injuries continue whether you think and, that they're not going to continue or not. And I hate I, – I, I seem to love doing the other sport comparisons, but it's like Zion, too. Like, with great 
I guess, like insane physics. Like, <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. It's it's similar. It's like with great physique, like those people have, like Judge has, like Zion has, John Carlos Stanton. Stanton, I was just yes, it comes injuries and yeah, and it sucks. it's like I don't want to point it, out the Judge thing, but it's just like like it, it's it's oh, the obvious at this point because it keeps happening. I are we a Judge podcast? Because I might be a. I, I love Judge. I mean, I I, I, think I it's like don't. An, I it's it's like impossible. I will I will reserve though. judgment away from that. I will not I will not nice, say anything. Nice All I'm saying is is that he flopped in the 2022 playoffs and it was apparent. Dude had like one of the great literally oh, I will yeah. say I will say this just this just proves the greatness of Shohei Otani even more because this is a Shohei Otani podcast. You damn right we are. Uh I, I, I like Judge more than I like Shohei, I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't know how I feel about that statement. I'm but sorry. I'm, not I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, dude, I like Judge. I like him a lot. But just realize I, that, like, Judge had to break a record to to prevent Otani from winning MVP. Like, no, he no, had no, to no, break a record that stood for sixty plus years I'm just not, so that Otani could not win MVP. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm not disputing that but he did like i mean he, he he did do it and like it's not like it's not like judge won an mvp because it's it, that that it's it would be another non non-baseball re- reference but it's not like judge won it because he was like the mb to this year sorry that sorry i know that's your six years but i mean also you know, also you know like, watching the playoffs this year i like, I, I i hate that he won because like, like that's what Jokic that's what just like about. went off it, if 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 judge if judge had if judge had what like 50, like 40 50 home runs and the vo- the voters just voted judge to win mvp just because shohei they couldn't have shohei win again i agree with you that's different but he i mean he did have an mvp type season like he yeah, was and then and then he year. and then he hit like 150 in the playoffs he did he did and that's that, that that's not a good look for a guy who's supposed to be carrying a franchise who's been has Shohei made the playoffs What? Shohei hasn't made the playoffs, has he? No, because it's the Angels. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, they also have Mike Trout. Well, but I'm also, but Judge. If if the Yankees didn't have Judge, they were not, they would not be a playoff team. I don't think. If the Angels didn't have Artie Moreno, then they would be a playoff team. But here we are. They still have a shit owner. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm just, I'm. I, I'm just saying that they, no, I understand. We I understand. got off topic there. We got off topic, no, but <laughs> I, I will say Shohei Otani's going off right now. He is he is not human. This man yeah. doesn't make any sense. And he like we are witnessing one of just like the greatest runs of like the and I'm saying is like any athlete ever. Like they, and the Angels are I don't care too. if I say that, and the Angels are actually playing pretty well, but like what Otani is doing right now is ridiculous if it's only three seasons of him doing this that's fine like what we're watching right now hasn't been seen in this sport that's that's that that's another point though if you're the angels do you trade him because it's like i i don't think he can the rays could pick him up (laughs) uh he did have his only cycle he had his only cycle what Wander for straight up, wander for Shohei straight up. You think that would be for half a season of Shohei because he's not resigning with the Rays. Well, we get the money back from Wander, and then we dish him out some more. That's that was implied. Uh, that was, oh, I, I, I don't. I, there's no. I'm just, like, kidding. I would, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That wasn't what I was. I was going to bring up. I was going to bring up because, like, I don't think he can continue this. Like, no, but that's he, why it's so special what we're watching right now. But do you trade him then? Because you could get a hell of a lot for like you could get so much for him. Nah, it's the Angels they want. <laughs> I mean, they, they I, I don't think I would either, just because he's that good of a player and he's like, but I don't think he. Well, it's because the Angels aren't a playoff like like scenario. Like like if they weren't, then I would consider. But like the Angels haven't been yeah. in this situation in a while. That's true. So That's I, true. I mean, if I was them, like. I'm not planning on getting rid of him because they're actually playing like a playoff team. Yeah, no, is, I get it. Which is uh, quite an accomplishment for the Angels in recent years. Only I won't say that through the year, but yeah, hey, it's still it's still notable. Um, so it's going back to the 
I guess going back to the last week and a half of Rays baseball, this is probably one of the worst stretches that they've played, and they're still the best team in baseball, and they're still playing like 500 ball basically. I think they're they're four and six in their last ten. So like them being at their worst is still playing 500 baseball, which is beyond impressive. It's, I don't even think that that's possible. But they're also, I mean, they have it's just they're the, the way that they're losing these games is bad. That's yeah, that's it, the thing. It's, it's like I get. I, I get I get that you go through lulls through the baseball season. It's a long season. I get it. I'm not expecting the race to be perfect. However, they're doing things that are very uncharacteristic. They're awful at base. They've been awful at base running. Their defense has been terrible. And we've we I mean, we've given away multiple games the past week and a half against bad teams. That's another thing that it's bad. Like if we were yeah. losing these games, if we we're losing these games against I mean, I know that we did lose a game against the O's, but if we were losing against the O's, the Braves, the Rangers, what have you, it's like, okay, fine. They're good teams, whatever. However, we're giving the it, – it's like it, – it just seems like they're coming to the, the ballpark and they're like, oh, these teams are terrible. We'll have them. And then they're just not caring. And then it's like, oh, actually, they're still MLB teams. They're not good, but they're still MLB teams. You still have to yeah. bring it. And that's I, the frustrating part is that we're giving away team we're giving away games to teams that are not good. Yeah. It's also worth noting for this that I guess just looking at the future for the Rays, uh, you know, the next, in, including Monday, uh, Monday through the All-Star break is going to be really, really beneficial for them. Because before that point, I mean, they played from the 16th to the 31st straight through, then had the first and technically the second off. And then from that point, they played from the third to the to the eighteenth straight through. Yeah. So that you know that's with with three. You know, uh, you know, I don't really know if I want to consider the uh, the Boston postponed game as an off day because they were preparing for that game as if it was a game. So in terms of like two true off days between the sixteenth of May and the eighteenth of June, they had one true off day. Yeah, you know, it's like a month straight. That's 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 a lot, and it's definitely taxing I mean, players. I and I I don't get how. Give me give me one second, but what are you trying to figure out? It going off that point, it has just seemed like we have played so many freaking games. Like we had, it seems like we played so many more games than any other team. Yeah, I mean that's that's what seven. 11 that's 16 straight games at one point and then two we've played four more games than the braves had have we we had a stretch of 16 straight games and a stretch of 17 straight games the braves have have the same amount of losses as we do i mean we we've played four more games than they have we've played we played five more games than the o's have like, yeah, the I, Rays have definitely gone through the gauntlet. I mean, why, it has it, it not that? been good for it. How, how is that even possible? Baseball, well, I will say there is a caveat to this, which is the rest of their schedule before the All-Star break. So we had, we had an off day on Monday, six games at home, so they get to be at home, do all that stuff. Off day, they go to uh, the West Coast. They have three games in, in, in Arizona and three games in Seattle. Off day – going back home for six games and then all-star break four. So in July, in terms of guys that aren't going to the all-star game and all that stuff, you have one, four, five, six, you have six off days in July and two at the end of June. So that's, so that's eight off days between the 19th and the 31st, which is definitely going to help out this team that they're going to have plenty of those. And then you have five in August and you only have three in September, which is really going to suck because there's there's a stretch between Miami from August 29th until uh, Baltimore uh, and uh, Baltimore on September 17th, where that's four. Oh no, no, okay, I lied. Um, there is an off day at the end of August, so technically six off days in August, and then you have from the first to the 17th in September. You have 17 straight games, 17 straight days. And then from the 18th to October 1st, you have three off days. Good. I mean, so, yeah, so, all right, fine. I, I find it. I found it. We, we have been, we, we are tied for the most games played along with Colorado. The, the, the least amount of, we, we have played, 
we have played five more games than I guess. Sorry, I guess we played five more games than Seattle. I guess Baltimore we played four more games, but still, that's that's insane. Like I get like a game or two. That's they only had one off that. day in May. That's I don't get how that's possible because we have played so many, which is honestly not good for us in terms of health and also not good for us in terms of the standings because obviously you want to be behind in the loss columns, not the win columns. But that I, I, that's just hard to believe that we played that many games. Well, but like I, I said, we, the good news coming up is like they, they're going to have – I mean, like I said, they had the off day yesterday. They're going to have the off day next Monday. They're going to have technically seven – true off days for guys that aren't going to the all-star game in July. And then you're going to have six in, in August, which is definitely going to help like July and August and the end of June are going to be big for this team to just get help and enjoy some time off. This is crazy though. I can't like, we've played a full work week longer than the Mariners have. How is that even possible? Just how it goes. Unfortunately, I wish I wish I could say more, but there is there is help along the way towards the end of the season. At least the Rays are getting reprieve where they need it. Yeah, which is important. And we don't we don't really need to go into much about the Baltimore series. Didn't look great the first game. Made it a game. Didn't didn't pull it out in the end. Played well in game two. Got to their starter early. Took care of. I it. mean, I'm not gonna lie. I that was. I've been complaining about us giving games away. The Orioles kind of handed us that one. I'm not gonna. I will. I will admit that their pitcher might be the worst fielding pitcher I've ever seen. I was. That was a Gold Glove play from all uh, for 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 what I saw. Tyler Wells is a great pitcher, but man, that guy is not a good fielder because he not not ideal. But we but we take those. I mean, that game. I I will obviously take that. Um, but I'm just I'm just noted. I'm you got to play devil's advocate there because. I mean, we had a unicorn home run, and then we they had two unearned runs against us. Or sorry, we had two run, unearned runs against them. So, but definitely should have won that game, anyways. Taj looked great again, but yeah, I agree. Not much to say about that. Yeah, uh, and then tonight's game. Then we have the rest of the Royal Series before an off day on Monday. So good vibes for the Rays coming up, even though that off day is going to be a travel day because they're going back to the West Coast, which will be. Their second to last trip to the West Coast, so they're so they're getting rid of two of them this month, and the start of July with that three game set in Arizona and three game set in Seattle. So the rest of this series between the Rays and Royals, we have Zach Eflin, a pair pair of Zach's going tomorrow. Zach Eflin against Zach Granke, who Granke has not been that great this year. Also, the Royals haven't been that great, but what do you know? Uh, we have TBD for the Rays against the most unlucky pitcher in baseball in Jordan Lyles, who is 0-11 right now. So, my God, would it suck if they, you, you can – If they lose that game. This, my God, if the Rays gave him his first win of the year. They've lost – I think they. I think I saw on ESPN the other day, I think they've lost 15 straight games when he starts. I believe so. Yeah, I, believe. I think all – I think all – I think every single game that he started this year they've lost. So, yeah, if they lose that game – we might be coming back on here early and ranting about that. So yeah, yeah, and not going to be a good look. It, I would assume TBD is probably going to be Yanni, just based on how things are going. So um, Eflin, Granky, Jordan Lyles, Yanni, and then uh, Lynch—I forget his first name—against Glass now on Sunday. I feel like I probably <sighs> Daniel Lynch left. I should, I should, I should know who that guy is. Yeah, yeah, because last name. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, Daniel Lentz against Glasnow on Sunday. So three more games left uh, to a night game, a day game, kind of a day game, 4-10 start, and then a 140 start on Sunday. Uh, Evan, what are your seeky keys to the series? Because we're doing that now with our sponsors. (laughs) I love it. I love it. They're sponsoring this segment. I love it. Um, I mean, it's just a a link that we have. (laughs) Don't. It sounds cool when you say it. That yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, um, don't do what we did tonight. Um, I'd say, uh, I mean, Adam certainly has to be better than what he was like, like last night, like what, like what he was tonight. 
And it's and it's weird because he wasn't that bad tonight. Like he looked good. He just had awful pitch selection, like I said earlier. Um yeah, I mean, it would be nice not to fall down on the base paths again. I mean, I don't know what the hell Randy was doing on that one tag. It was not that wasn't even close. Base running has not been good. The it's the it's the little things that we haven't done recently. So get back to way the the way the Rays play. Um good defense good base running and the offense will come. So. Yep. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, I mean, just, it, this is one of those games you got to flush away immediately. Just go on to the next one. I understand things are a little bit weedy right now with the wander situation. And uh, you know, that that's something that's definitely going to be in, uh, handled internally. And I think this clubhouse is close enough together where I don't think it's going to cause any issues. It's more of just a teaching moment more than anything. And I hope that that's something that the, you know, the rest of the team realizes. So, you know, just kind of ride the wave right now, stabilize things tomorrow, get stuff going well for the weekend, get a win under their belts in this series. This is a team that they should be beating. I understand that teams that don't have anything to play for, like the Royals are going to play harder in these situations like this, to kind of spoil teams here and there. But again, this is a series that the Rays should have no issues with moving forward. Uh, going on from that, let's go into. I'm trying to see. I don't know what I was looking at Rays related. That was. Oh no, this is something completely different. Um, I don't know if you guys have been following. So we have the College World Series going on right now. If you guys didn't see, LSU and Florida are going to be in the championship finals or the uh, College World Series, whatever the hell it's called. The best two out of three series is going to start over the weekend. Uh, Tommy White hit a walk-off home run tonight to send um, Wake Forest home in the bottom of the 11th inning. It was a really, really good game. He had two probably top 10 pitchers in the MLB draft going uh, in Paul Skeens. And I've read, I forget his last name for um, – uh, I think his, it might have started – last name might have started with an L for um, uh, Wake Forest. But, I mean, an incredible pitching matchup between two really, really good pitchers that we'll probably be seeing in Major League soon. Uh, but the other louder. Thing, what? Oh, red. louder, louder. Okay. Yeah. 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 See, I, 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 I knew it was an L. <laughs> uh, so the other thing, the game within the game is the Rocco's jello shot challenge. If you guys don't know, if you guys don't follow it, it is a, I guess a bar, whatever it is that's nearby the stadium. And they do a jello shot challenge every year where teams, fans of all eight teams that are participating in the college world series, try to see who can, um consume the most jello shots within the the duration of the college world series uh old miss blew the record out of the water last year i think they had like eighteen thousand. and then lsu said hold my jello shot and have increased that total by eleven thousand. they currently have twenty nine thousand twenty three, according to the last update a half hour ago I will say like 6,000 of those was from the raising canes founder because he's an lsu guy um, and I'm pretty sure the first Raising Canes was like right off a of campus or something like that in Baton Rouge. Um, so he helped them get over the hump. And since that point, they've had 8,000 more. So they would have obliterated Old Miss's total anyways, because they would probably have like 23 right now without him. So that's still 5,000 higher. So they could be the first uh, college ever to have 30,000 jello shots in the course of the College World Series, which just... That's way too much alcohol to consume, personally. <laughs> That's I, I'm surprised Wake Forest was so high on that list. Yeah, Wake like, Forest is 7,500. I mean, right now, current standings, and this is including teams that aren't there anymore. Uh, Florida, 2371. TCU, 4,002. Wake Forest, 7,561. Virginia, 764. They really, man, they don't care. Uh, Oral, 3,190. Uh, LSU already said. Stanford, 790. And Tennessee, 2160. It is a little bit skewed just because of how long – it depends how long your team is actually in it. Also true. But, I, but I'm also still surprised Wake Forest – because Wake Forest, I mean, not to say LSU is not a good school, but Wake Forest is a very, very good school. And I'm surprised that they – and I, they were also in it for a long time. But I'm just – I'm surprised that they were able to to pound – Dude, them schools Wake down Forest. south, man. LSU goes hard. They do. I'm I'm sure that state went hard when they were in it, but I know Ole Miss went hard. I mean, if you've ever seen the Grove for a college football weekend, damn, they go crazy. That, that's not I just, surprising at I all. just wouldn't I wouldn't picture Wake Forest as a school like that. But you got you got nothing else to do in Omaha for a week. Yeah, I guess that's true. Might, might but, as well I go mean, get drunk off jello shots. 
it's just another North Carolina college. It's a good school. <laughs> always happens, but I respect it. Uh, so uh, from that, let's go into our uh, in the uh, which players we think will be in the clutch for the rest of the series. Play on words, hint, hint. There. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> that's how we do it now. Uh, what? Uh, who are your pick of players for this series? If you, I, I'm picking. Yeah. I'm picking Jason Adam. He's going to bounce back. He's going to look better than he was tonight. Um, I'm also going to pick Josh Lowe. Josh Lowe has not been good recently. Kind of figured that that was probably going to happen. He started. He started off a little bit probably too hot um much better than we all expected but he has not been great recently i'm gonna pick him to um not 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 get back on track but just get get his confidence back up a little bit i like that um i am going to ride the randy train because he had another three hit night tonight if you guys haven't seen randy rosarena i should have probably said this earlier in the podcast but and randy rosarena and yanni diaz are the last two players for the Rays that are advancing to the finals of all-star fan voting, which in itself is skewed and weird as is, but uh, Randy, Randy's currently in a starting spot. Yandy's trailing uh, Vladdy uh, with the Blue Jays, which is stupid as is, but you know, we're not the people who make it. So make sure to vote for both of them. Randy's been hot recently, hit another home run, uh, got up to 50 RBIs uh, way sooner than he did last year. He's been very impressive. So just, you know, continuous success there. We got Randy Land coming up uh, tomorrow. Uh, we have, du- I think Dwayne and BA are going to be out in Randy Land uh, um, calling the game. So that's going to be pretty cool to watch. If you guys um, have MLB TV or, in, or are in the area and have Valley Sports, have the app, whatever it is, make sure to tune in because I'm sure that's going to be uh, a fun time watching it. So I mean, going back to that all-star voting, it, based on the, those vote, those votes, you would think the Blue Jays would be the best team of all time. It's insane. Because yeah, that's what they always do. Blue Jays fans I mean, go hard. Freaking Whit Merrifield is – I mean, I don't know how good he's been, but they have – I mean, every infield position, they have a guy in the runoff. Like, you would think that they would be literally be the best team of all time based on the all-star voting. Nah, it's just what happens. The same thing with the Braves, but the Braves are actually a good team and they deserve it. Yeah. But their their fans go crazy. Um, on the pitching side of it, give me, give me Yanni to have a really good outing, uh, on Saturday. Cause I'm assuming he's going to pitch on Saturday. So hoping for a good outing there because he deserves it. Uh, and, and Yanni continue, you know, he, at least in my perspective, he deserves to get more shots with a race. So, um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that. Uh, I just saw something that reminded me of something else. If you guys don't know, the Rays do have famous fans. You just got to look for them. Obviously, we have Dickie V, which I'm pretty sure I saw that he's going to have some sort of like vocal cord yeah. coming up. So prayers up, Dickie V. Prayers. And everything goes well for that. You're a legend. We love you. Um, if you guys don't know, because you should know, uh, Fox Sports announcer Rob Stone, if you guys watch bowling, if you guys watch, I'm pretty sure he does soccer. He might do football. I don't know. But he's also a Rays fan. Um, I know him most fondly from bowling because I'm one of those weirdos who decides to watch professional bowling in my free time, which if you guys want to do that, more power to you. Uh, so oh, he's on the, um, tonight, which was dope. Um, he's on, he's on the, uh, the big new Saturday too. Yeah. Okay. That's what, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So he does football too, but he he's all around, but it's cool that he's a race fan. I'm sure he, I think he grew up, must've grown up in the area then. And, um, you know, I was a fan of the team, but yeah. Um, Love love watching the PBA with him. It's a it's a lot of fun. I, I I don't think that anyone would be talking professional bowling, but somehow we found a way to do it on here because <laughs> he was at the game. Because that's how we do life these days. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh so um yeah, cool vibes there. Unfortunately, the race can pull to win for him and for the rest of the fans that were there tonight. You know, it just kind of sucks is what it is. Uh shout out to Rays fans in the Baltimore series. You got basically 20k for two straight games during the middle of the week. Really, really good turnout. Great to see. Hopefully that continues this weekend. I understand it's the Royals, but it's still the Rays. They are still the best team in baseball throughout this weird spell that they're going on. So make sure to go support them. It is well worth your time. Uh, The Rays also have promotions coming up in July where I think it's $10 tickets, $10 parking, $5 concessions, 20% off merchandise. Like uh, It's only like five games, but those games should be sold out to the brim. Like Make sure to take advantage of those. Because the Rays are trying their best to get you guys to come to games. Like, 
you guys have been clamoring for this. I know we've been clamoring for this and they're finally delivering. So make sure to just continue that support because, you know, this is a team that deserves it and deserves to have big turnouts at games because they're damn good at what they do. Last thing, uh, MLB announced the Field of Dreams game for 2024, which is going to be local to where I am right now. They're going to be playing at Rickwood Field, which is uh, former home of the Negro Leagues. Uh, I think it was the Birmingham Black Barons. The Giants and Cardinals are going to be playing in that game, which is going to be really, really cool. Um, and also the Montgomery Biscuits are going to be playing the Birmingham Barons in a minor league game the day before. Rays tie-in. There's always a Rays tie-in. Oh, yeah. Uh, and along with that, I will be at Rickwood Field this weekend, hopefully, if everything all works out, because the Savannah Bananas are coming in, and I'm going to be doing some stuff. So I'm sure you guys will see things on social media. I'll post on Instagram and Twitter what's going on with that. Um, I know we didn't get out of the thing in Tampa, but it'll be fun. Uh, with that being said, we're going to conclude things in this latest episode of Race Roof. We appreciate you guys, as always, all the support. It's been awesome. We're almost at 6,000 followers on Twitter. Make sure to help us get there and continue to support on Instagram, Razor Root TV on both. And the podcast continue to support us as you guys have been doing before. We really, really appreciate it. We, we can't thank you guys enough. And stay tuned for that giveaway coming out tomorrow. Uh, with that being said, thanks so much for listening. And as always, raise up. Raise up, baby. <laughs>